there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Hey, hey, here we go. This is Follow the Money on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss, along with Paulie Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Big program lined up for you today over the next three hours. We have uh, Brad Powers on the show in an hour. We'll talk about the marquee matchups in bowl season, the playoffs, and why so many games have moved so far. Mike Pritchard on the show, former player, current VSIN host in two hours, and Paul Charchian for two segments today. As uh, it's the final week of the regular season in fantasy, we'll get his rundown on uh, who he likes, who he doesn't like this week, and uh, maybe some player props for tonight's matchup, which now Paulie basically has the Raiders favored by six and a half most shops. I do see a seven out there on the Raiders, even money at points bet this morning. The total is 43 and a half painted across the board. The biggest question mark, I think, tonight is what's going to happen with the Rams quarterback spot, right? Wolford is banked. I mean, the injury list tonight is a CVS receipt for both these teams and (laughs) how long it is. But Wolford was limited earlier in the week on Tuesday and Wednesday. He's questionable for tonight, and so do we see Baker Mayfield for the Rams. Only if there's an injury, I think. The fact that he just got in the facility yesterday, uh, I can't imagine uh, they want him out there. I mean, how much can he know with with the playbook, right? Uh, and Wolford did practice Tuesday, and uh, he is not happy with the acquisition of Mayfield. And Perkins certainly struggled when he was in there against Kansas City. The other thing, once a Raider fan, always a Raider fan. So it's on. Unfo- they are playing good ball, but it's unfortunate they're not right a playoff team right now. But in any event, it'll be a ton of Raider fans, and I can't imagine Rams fans would show their face mm-hmm. after the worst seasons ever for a defending champion. Right. So it'll be, a, it'll be a ton of Raider fans. But, uh, yeah, the, the unknown is who's playing quarterback tonight. Yep. So there is a ton of great content uh, up right now on the VEASAN website, VEASAN.com, one of which is uh, from Steve Mackinnon, who runs numbers on everything for every sport for the website. Um, 
he had a breakdown this week of quarterback betting trends and some some that really stick out. Well, how about this with Derek Carr? Did you realize that he is only 13 and 23 straight up and 13 22 and 1 ATS against the NFC? The average line in those games, Raiders plus 1.3 points. Their their team average for points scored, 19.9. That's it. And Derek Carr as a favorite. Yes, he's 26 and 19 straight up, which isn't great. But how about ATS? 15 and 28 against the spread, only 35%. Average line when they're favored, minus 3.9 points. Average points per game score, 23.5. So in this spot, Derek Carr, Raiders have not been great. Yeah. Well, he's just an average quarterback when you look at it, right? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have a playoff win. And, and the fact that he's uh, only got in there one time. And you still have the, these weapons and, and how great uh, Jacobs and Adams has been. Uh, so certainly uh, those are uh, concerning numbers coming into tonight. The other thing, does Adams eat? Does Adams go off with the Ra- – I know we'll do props coming up with the matchup against Ramsey. The run that this guy's been on, the last five games, 660 yards and seven touchdowns coupled with what Jacobs has done and uh, how great he's been uh, with the rushing yards. So, I'm, again, as I said Monday, there's a path here for them. Yeah. Because the schedule's very easy coming up. We know that they're, they have a good team on paper. All the games that they blew early on, all the blown leads – and who knows how Kansas City will treat the game week 18. You so. know, we did that segment, uh, I think it was last week. We ranked the teams in the AFC that we don't want to see in the playoffs. I, I got to tell you, I mean, if, if the Raiders, let's say the record was completely flipped, which we briefly discussed yesterday, and they were 8-4, and four, because, again, those were three games they right. could have, would have, should have won. At least two, right? Uh, at seven, least two. At seven least two. and five should be the worst case right now. Let, let's pretend they're seven and five. The way this offense is humming right now, I mean, would you want to see? I mean, it's Derek Carr. I get that, but do you want to? You want to see this offense right now? I, I don't. I mean, yeah. Jacobs is running like a madman. He is. Uh, I mean, he's averaging 160 yards and a touchdown in his last three games. You just ran down the Adams numbers. He in some in some categories. Think about this. Devontae Adams is on pace after a slow start to have his best season of all time. And he go yeah. back and look at his 2020 year with uh, Aaron Rodgers when he missed two and a half games. If he played the entire year that year, that would have been, I think, the best receiver season ever. It would have been better than what Cooper Cup did last year or anything put up by Jerry Rice or Randy Moss, and he missed two and a half games, and the numbers were still that high. And my question is, with Devontae Adams, and I'm watching them play every single week, this is how good the guy He's open by 10 yards. Yes. I mean, yes. He, he is putting moves on, and, and here's the thing, why I think he eats tonight. Jalen Ramsey is having his worst year ever as a pro. Yes. So if they stick him on Adams, I think it's going to be a smoke show tonight. Wow. Okay. Plus the longest touchdown prop, right? Adams should get that himself where it's 37, 39 yards. Uh, when you also have the, the the great rushing attack and you, and you have to respect and sell out and stop the run that the guy beats you like the, the overtime winner against Denver when he's wide open. Uh, the other thing, too, with the schedule, and, and – you're a good size favorite tonight. You're favorite at home against the Patriots. Then you have the Saturday night game, Christmas Eve, against Pittsburgh. Tough, but you can win that too. Yeah, you can. And then you close, as you mentioned out here, with the San Francisco game. We don't know what we're going to get and expect out of Purdy and, and, and how the Chiefs will treat Week 18. The game might be meaningless yep. for them. Or, or they get you get that news where, hey, the Bills are already up three scores in their game so that the Chiefs can't get the one seed and Andy Reid pulls everybody. So between the Chargers, the funk that they're in, who knows what the Jets are going to do and what their record's going to be like. Certainly 9-8 and eight can do it. 
If you're the Raiders. Yeah, yep. So the Raiders the last three weeks, all wins. I know that was a lower scoring game against the Broncos, but guess what? That's how they play in every single one of their games, except one when the Raiders actually scored 30-plus points against them earlier in the year. But the last three weeks, their numbers, when you look at uh, expected points added in certain categories, they're, they're top five in the league in a lot of these categories. And when they're not top five, they're top 10, basically. And then I looked at the Rams offense and the defense since week 10. That's mostly without Matthew Stafford. He did play in one of the games, but he got hurt and he had to leave. It doesn't matter where you're looking. If you want to look on offense or defense, the, the only thing where the Rams really stick out is uh, against the rush. So that's why I find the, the matchup tonight fascinating with Jacob uh, Jacobs mm-hmm. because he's blistering hot, but yet teams still, teams are not great at running the ball against this Rams defense. That's the one yeah. bright spot right now. And other than that, oh, man. Maybe Cam Akers scoring a couple of times last week? That wasn't bad. Yeah. I think, yeah, he's 44 and a half. Well, I think I want him over if it's going to be Perkins. I think because uh, if, if it's Wolford, they'll at least try to throw the ball. They didn't really try to throw the ball against Kansas City, and they were down big for much of that game. So yeah. depending on who the quarterback's going to be, I think that if it's if it's Perkins, I want Akers. If not, I think they'll throw a lot more than Wolford. Yep. So will we see Baker Mayfield tonight? Here is uh, Rams head coach Sean McVay telling everybody what he needed to see from Mayfield this week for him to have a chance to play tonight. Yeah, there's a lot of things. Uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, part of it, too, is seeing how John feels. Um, but but really, it's, you know, getting it, you know, to maximize, you know, all the time that we have to be able to get him up to speed. There are some similarities to, you know, systems that he's run in previous uh, years and at previous places where there's a similar vernacular and verbiage or he might have called one thing, one, you know, something. And he's like, oh, OK, this is what I've called it. So, you know, we'll really see. I mean, it's 12 o'clock right now. I mean, literally, he just got here, you know about 14 hours ago when we ended up starting to meet with him. So it is very early for me to say anything that would, uh, you know, be accurate because uh, still got, uh, you know, plenty of time to be able to evaluate and see exactly where that leaves us for tomorrow at five. I'll ask you this. If we found out during the show that the Rams have to go with Mayfield because Wolford can't play tonight, again, listed as questionable, and they don't want to plug Perkins back out there. Well, why not, though? I, I don't you know. Mean, I think you would. Yeah, why? I think you would. Well, Wolford's hurt and he had the neck injury. Why right. even? The season's over. It which, is. That's why it's a fascinating, fascinating handicap tonight. Even though everyone's watching, it's it's a, a historic season for all the wrong reasons. You're the defending champs. You're going to win three or four games, yeah. and everyone's hurt. So why not just put Perkins in there and just say, let's get the hell out of here and end this? There's no I reason to play you. Mayfield, no. and there's no reason to play Wolford if he's banged up. Even though he was. You know, limited in practice and went out there. Yep. It's just there's no point. You're three oh. and nine. Yeah, put it this way: if if we let's say that you know it was uh, out floating out there, that uh, you know, guys, look, Mayfield's going to go tonight. I would bet the Raiders right now, but I don't. I don't want to bet the Raiders right now because I think the Rams can maybe you know be feisty tonight. But if it's Mayfield, if it's only if it's Walford, yes, I think they can be feisty. Yeah, I mean they were right there with Seattle. But if it's Perkins or Mayfield, I mean, yeah, I, I, per- I, I Perkins, don't want them. Yeah, I, preseason's preseason. But other than that, Perkins hasn't shown anything, and he's only been in there on a limited basis like the Kansas City game. And then what, what can Mayfield possibly know and do when he knows right. the playbook? He's been awful the last couple of years, and he lost his job to Darnold. Now, how about this angle? You want to look for a Rams sco- uh, player to score the first touchdown tonight. Again, big... w- one more piece of content up on VEASAN.com. Producer Stephanie here behind the scenes on one of the afternoon shows put this together. She looked at every single team and broke this down. I tweeted it out last night. It's been, it's amazing, right? He realized the Raiders have only scored the first touchdown in, in their 12 games three times this year. 
That's it. The, the opposing, great article. The opposing team has yeah. scored the first touchdown nine times. Yeah. Okay. Pick, pick six uh, last week. That's right. They fall behind. Yeah. yeah. That that that's staggering. That number, and then right five games in a row, and nine games on the season decided by a touchdown or fewer. And yeah. unlike the Vikings, it's going against them for much of the year until uh, the last couple of weeks. Maybe you want to take a shot with somebody like Van Jefferson sure. tonight. Yeah. Look at that. That's that's a great breakdown. The Colts, of course, they've only scored the first touchdown three times in thirteen games. The Cardinals have been well. Well, that Car- we knew that because oh, they're so yeah. bad in the first quarter. But that, yeah. Look at the Packers. Remember how they were so good before? They get the opening kickoff. Bam, go down and score a touchdown. No, not the case anymore. Gruden was very good with that. Excellent. That's a bad job by McDaniels. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook here calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with the World Cup in full swing. It's the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log in to Bet Rivers every single match day and receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect match day experience. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today to get in on all the action. It's a whole new game. Paulie will recap last night's betting action coming up next in Win Some, Lose Some. An NBA team was 1-718 and 718 in this situation before last night. Details on that coming up next. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. All right, college football season's about to kick off, and the guide is out. We have you covered with the college football bowl guide. Picks on the spread and total of every bowl game from Brett Musburger. Steve Mackinnon has power rankings for every team. Applebaum will give you insight into bowl betting strategy. And Adam Burke will give you an advantage if you're part of the bowl confidence pools as well. Give yourself an edge. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe. Check out the college football bowl betting guide. Out today. Must have vcin.com slash subscribe. Here we go. Every Thursday at this time, Brad Powers joins the show. Uh, professional sports better, college football handicapper. Brad, thanks for the time as always. Let's begin with the uh, two playoff games that we have coming up on New Year's Eve. Uh, how have you uh, bet the Ohio State-Georgia game if you already made a bet? And it, right now I'm looking pretty much across the board. It's six and a half everywhere on Georgia's side. Where do you think this number eventually closes? First off, good morning, guys. And it is Hello. the best time of season. It's bowl season. Uh, a lot of people are scared of it. I'm not. I, emb- I embrace the uncertainty that, that's going on in the market right now. As far as the two playoff games with the Ohio State-Georgia game, obviously there were sevens available uh, on that Sunday. You know what I took. I took the seven with the Buckeyes there. Now, does a seven, you know, do we see it again? We might. I mean, obviously, I would say that, you know, the the public's probably going to want to be on Georgia uh, because, you know, recency bias. The last time they saw the Buckeyes, they were getting blown out in the second half against Michigan, and Georgia's been, you know, the number one team in the country, and Georgia's playing close to home. So we might still see a seven pop back up, but guys like myself will uh-oh, just re-bet Ohio State there. So yeah. I think we'll be sitting tight as far as that. I also lean over. I think Ohio State's passing, you know, passing attack can get after Georgia a little bit there. And then vice versa, I, I, I think, you know, Georgia's offense will have success against Ohio State's defense. So lean over. The more intriguing move to me, and we kind of talked about this mm-hmm. before we came on, was 
the early TCU money. It was, to me, uh, a, a take 10 with TCU, a lay seven situation. We were right there, you know, for a day or so, right in between eight, eight and a half, nine. I didn't expect to see too much line movement, to be honest with you. For some reason, a group must have liked TCU, drove that down to seven at a particular sports book where you guys are broadcasting from. And mm-hmm. old Brad Powers bet Michigan minus seven. I'm okay with laying that. I, again, it's just what we've been saying all year. I think TCU is overrated. So uh, just about almost every game that I could go through, uh, you, the, the scoreboard was better than the box score for, for TCU. Mm. We talked about that yesterday. A little surprising to us that the n- number did not creep up closer to 10 then come down to seven, which is what it did. I was, I thought it would go the other way. And you thought it would uh, I, keep, I, c- continue I, to climb on I, Michigan, or yeah, yeah, I thought it would before it moved closer to you know and touch seven. I thought the number would touch ten before it would hit seven. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. I when it was sitting kind of in that dead zone, I thought ah, it'll it'll go to ten and I'll be betting TCU plus ten. Uh, I'll take a flyer on that, but it didn't. It was opposite and. Look, bet numbers, not teams. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I, I laid seven, and it didn't last too long. It's not that I moved it uh, with with the high, the, the super high limits at circa, but uh, I wasn't alone. Let's just put it that way. It's not sitting at seven anymore. Hey, Brad. On that note of betting numbers and not teams, we say that all the time. Um, something to live by. You correct me if I'm wrong in this. You've had the gap between Georgia and Ohio State pretty much three points all year long. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So if the right. if the number was never seven anywhere. Do you think at this point you would have taken six and a half or just it would have been a waiting game the whole time to see if you can get seven? Yeah, waiting game to get seven. Uh, if I had to, you know, if we got closer to game day and I just didn't think it was ever going to show, then I would still bet six and a half, six. So, I mean, if you, if you want to bet it, uh, go ahead. But I, I'm here to tell you, I don't expect to see too much line movement here for the next couple of weeks. I, I, if I, I'm giving anybody advice right now. Hold that money. There'll be some, there'll be some better bets along the way here in the next couple of weeks before we even get to that game. I'll tell you what's nuts if it's Ohio State, Michigan for all the marbles. But several books have this up with the look ahead lines, even though they just played and Michigan won on the road by three touchdowns. And I understand they would then be coming off a big win against Georgia, but Ohio State would be laying two and a half against Michigan. What would you do with that? What do you think the public would do? Uh, I would bet Ohio State minus two and a half. Uh, I'll probably make that bet, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, I'm just waiting to see, you know, what shakes out in some of the other bowl games. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would lay two and a half. Number one, people are going to overreact to what they just saw. I mean, yes. well, how could you lay it with the Buckeyes? Well, they were a nine-point home favorite. That means on a neutral, they would have been six points better than Michigan, and they had one bad half. You're not changing teams' power ratings that much. In addition to that, and that, this is a little bit in the weeds, well, to get to that national title game, what would have to happen? Ohio State would have to be Georgia. Mm-hmm. You're going to be upgrading significantly, mm-hmm. probably, Ohio State's power rating. Michigan could win by three and still win the national title game, and you could be downgrading Michigan's power rating. So that's a little in the weeds there, but, yeah, two and a half, I would be laying it. Public's going to want Michigan, but I, the, the yeah. pros like myself would like Ohio State. Yeah, great answer. Follow the money, Polly and Mitch Visa, the Sports Betting Network. College football expert Brad Powers, our guest, Brad Powers 7 on Twitter, bradpowersports.com. You've been uh, tweeting about this all week. 16 unders in a row, Army and Navy. But as you point out, at this current number of 33, 32 and a half, it'd be 9 and 7 to the over. What do you? What's your opinion on the Saturday game? Yeah, I, I know trends are fun to talk about. Trends, you know, if they're not, if they're they're pertinent and they're not properly priced in the market, okay, then maybe they're actionable. 
But in this case, they're actionable in reverse. I mean, I think the trend is having too much market influence in this case. And look, I mentioned it's the lowest total in this stretch by far, the, the, the 32 and a half. Uh, you could have a very low scoring, slow paced game, 17, 16, and you're going over that 32 and a half total. So uh, I, I get that. But it, it, look, let's extrapolate it to the Service Academy games, because that's another trend that's out there. Uh, every Service Academy game since yep. 2005, 43, 9, and 1. Uh, again, out of all that big sample size, the 53 games, this is the lowest total out of all those games. And 34 of those 53 games would have went over this total, almost two-thirds of the game. So, again, it's, it's something that was fun betting into for several years when they're opening the lines in the 50s. It would close in the 40s, and it just got lower and lower each year. Now, I mean, look, we haven't seen we've seen a little bit of under money, but not too much. I I just think think you need a perfect game for it to go under. I mean, you can't have a couple of turnovers set up short fields uh, that lead to scores. And you know, mm-hmm. look, I I, I I I'm bugging the trend here, so I'm setting myself up for you know failure if it, if it's ten to seven. But I I just think you know if you took away the trend, this total would be sitting in the low forties not the low 30s. So I'm looking for discounts. I think there's a discount if you want to bet the over here. It's a great answer. You know what that's like, Paul? That's like the Broncos in the NFL. At some point, if the, if the total creeps down to 30 and a half, let's say, you, you're going to have to say, I, I have to bet the over. I mean, this is nuts for an NFL game, kind of like what we have with Army-Navy right now dipping that low. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I mean, 11 and 1 for, for Denver yeah. and those totals. I, I get it, uh, and people... You know, are going to question that. Well, you're just, you know, you're going to get, I hope you like losing because, I mean, that's all it does is go under. But again, my job is to, to, to find discounts, not pay premiums. And again, you're paying a premium if you want to bet under on Army Navy. Yeah, that's a good, interesting discussion. And also, I, I see your Army Navy and I raise you, Iowa, Kentucky. I mean, but how low can you put a total? You mentioned everything has to go right, but now it's 31 and a half. We have a third string quarterback against a backup quarterback. That one I'll probably end up betting over as well because you're dealing with backup quarterbacks. So what do backup quarterbacks do? Uh, sometimes they turn the football over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I get it. You're going to get really bad quarterback play. So uh, it, to me, we'll see how far that goes. I haven't bet it yet, but you want to talk about uncertainty. Uh, that, that, that would be an exhibit A <laughs> as far as a game. Uh, you don't know what you're going to get. And here's the thing. I'll say on the Iowa behalf, uh-huh. how much worse can the quarterback play get? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I just I know they're going to be down to a third string guy, but uh, you know it was the quarterback play wasn't good to begin with. Might be an upgrade here. <laughs> I don't know about that, yeah. but no. it, it's it's uh, I don't think it's a you know a several point downgrade. How do you handicap the Fenway Bowl with Louisville, the Wasabi Bowl at Fenway with Louisville and Cincinnati now? That's a good question. That's another uncertainty game. You know, a lot of these I'm going to treat like NFL preseason, so I'm okay. going to go under. Uh, when there's a lot of uncertainty, you got players opting out, you got backups. Well, backups aren't, aren't as skilled as the starter, so I'm going under for a multitude of reasons because of what I just said. All right. And also, Fenway Bowl. Last I checked, it's outside. It's Boston, Massachusetts. It's December. I don't know what the field condition is going to be like uh, for the game. You know, baseball stadium, you know, with a football field, what are the dimensions? So, under for me. Okay. And you had a great call, too. You're on with Tim Murray and Sean King. You laid six and a half and seven with LSU. Why were you so confident that Brom was going to leave? 
Yeah, I follow recruiting, and Louisville has one of their best classes in school history, and I wondered why, because Satterfield was on the chopping block in the middle of the season. I mean, had they not you know, won a few games towards the stretch, I thought he was going to get fired. And I asked myself, well, why is this recruiting class still so good? And it wasn't necessarily Satterfield. I think there's some back channels between some boosters, Adidas, Steve Clarkson, who runs a lot of passing camps. His son's going to Louisville as a quarterback. I just, you know, reading the tea leaves, I thought there was something else going on. And Jeff Brown made, made sense. Wow. And now that number's up to 10 and a yes. half. Yeah. I think it might close higher. I think it might go, go towards 13. Another thing yeah. isn't just the anti-Purdue. It's actually a pro LSU. And I mentioned this when, when I was doing the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, Keyshawn Booty was a guy I thought would leave the LSU team in November, I thought he was, you know, definitely gone from that program. He's coming back. Yeah. So if the guy that you expect to leave is the guy coming back, that tells me the locker room is in good shape. And LSU is not going to want to close the season on three straight losses. Good point. I was mm-hmm. watching the show live this week when you came on with uh, Tim and Sean, and I, I bet it, I laid eight immediately as soon as you were talking about that. Uh, we'll run. Brad's going to stick around for one more segment. We'll run all these point spread moves past Brad coming up next. He'll tell you the reason for the move. Um, and there's a lot of them, by the way. I don't know what, a dozen, 13, 14 moves? That's coming up here in Follow the Money. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Get a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet, VSEN's preferred horse racing app. Use the code HORSE200 for the $10, plus get a 100% match on the first deposit up to $200. Wagering at more than 300 tracks, AI assisted picks. First Bet app, easiest way to bet on your favorite sport. Secure payments, great customer service, reliable website details at slash horses. As always, please support the sponsors and sign up now.
We continue one more segment here with professional sports better college football handicapper Brad Powers on the show. Um, we'll get into line moves with the bowl games and why they moved. If you bet some of them coming up in a second, how, how are you looking at the Golden Nugget contest out here? Yeah, I mean, third and sixth, I got two different entries. Uh, you know, people are like, ah, you're probably just using the same picks. No, nah, probably only like two out of the seven mm. each week. I, I use the same. So I've ha- I'm having a good year. I'm in good good position. I mean, there's still five weeks left, believe it or not. So wow. 35 picks that, to, to make a move here. So uh, it's interesting because a lot of people that just do college only, they start struggling because it's more pro than college at this point. And then you're going to get a ton of stale lines with the bowl games that uh, – Obviously, you take advantage of. Yeah, so typically, going back over the years, this week, you know, mm-hmm. with only Army-Navy, how have you done when you you know pivot from basically all college football or mostly college football into using nothing but NFL? So there's a big misperception about me. Uh, I am a college guy, but I'm actually historically better in the NFL. So this is a, a moving week for me. Uh, I'm going to jinx myself and go 0-7, but no, <laughs> no, typically no. I'm going to do well this week. <laughs> wow, damn, okay. I knew that you were good on both, but uh, I didn't know that you were better on the NFL than college football. Okay, let's get uh, some of the reasons uh, for the moves here, and they're probably some are probably self-explanatory. Other those other uh, other reasons might be a little bit below the surface. But for example, Oregon State opened up five and a half against Florida. They're now laying ten and a half or eleven. Did you bet this game? I did not. So this is one I I, I did not get to that early line move. I thought the five and a half point spread was pretty fair. I thought it was. Assuming that, you know, Anthony Richardson was questionable, mm-hmm. obviously he's out. Uh, but I, what I didn't realize is how many guys are out. I mean, they're expecting, you know, as many as 15 guys out for Florida. And then, uh, obviously, game probably means more to Oregon State and Jonathan Smith. Florida's out recruiting. Uh, it's a short uh, window between the end of the season and this bowl game. So I have not, you know, played back any Florida. You might powering say that that's the play here. What I would bet right now at the current numbers, I would go under. Again, if Florida's to you know playing with a backup quarterback, uh, I, I just don't see a pathway to much success there. Okay, Toledo open one against Liberty. They're up to five. The Hugh Freeze news, and plus what? It, I mean, Liberty limped to the finish line. It was ugly. Oh. It was. I, I again, my power rings are screaming Liberty here, but no, nah, I, I I haven't bet Liberty. I, I think general rule. It used to be, well, you know, interim coaches, I mean, sometimes you want to play on, sometimes you want to play against them. Is the interim got a shot at the, you know, the full-time gig type of thing? Will the players rally around? I'm in the, you know, the thought process now. I just want to fade every interim coach because, you know, it's substitute teacher effect. Kids are going to hit the transfer portal. Uh, I I don't know how much locked in they are. Staffs are looking for different jobs. So I understand the line move. Again, it's another one that's a big move. I'm not a part of that one. Okay, South Alabama opened three and a half against Western Kentucky. They had a hell of a year, ten and two this year. Lost at UCLA, last second field goal, and the close loss at home to Troy. Now it's up to seven and a half. Yeah, Austin Reed, the starting quarterback for Western Kentucky, is out. He's hit the transfer portal. That was the big move. I missed. I missed that within like ten minutes. It was gone. Oh. Again, this is another notion. Uh, sometimes the total doesn't move as fast. I bet under uh, with a backup quarterback. So I ended up betting under 60. That's moved five points. I, w- I would still lean under. Okay. Did you do anything in the Rose Bowl? I, I And by the way, some of these openers, they may have been different at other spots, obviously. But I saw Utah and Penn State open up a pick em, And now the Utes are laying two and a half or three pretty much uh, you know, on the screen. Did you do anything here? 
I disagree with that line move. So mm-hmm. I Penn State plus three for me uh, would be I get it. Utah is going to be pumped up his second year in the Rose Bowl. I think Penn State will be pretty pumped up. And I think Utah's defense is not as good as expected, uh, especially again, you go look through their games. You know, Florida even gashed them in the run game. I think Penn State will be able to do that. What I'm getting at is I did bet over and I like over quite a bit in that one. And that's 51 and a half, 52 as we speak, the way it looks. Clemson opened three against Tennessee. Yeah. Tigers are now seven. Um, and obviously how they finished, the, now the new quarterback here with DJ going to the transfer portal, does it make sense to you? I get that. I just think it's, I mean, how much is Hendon Hooker worth? I mean, I was questioning this in the Vanderbilt game when that line was 14. I'm like, well, what's this line the, the week before? Is it 24? Is it 27? Tennessee goes out and wins 56 nothing. So this is another one, right? At the current number, I would take Tennessee plus seven. I know there's a lot of excitement about Kate Klubnick. And not only is Hooker out for Tennessee, the OC's out, maybe wide receivers out. So again, I go back to it under. I don't think the the, the total, all the, the absences for Tennessee's offense is impacted on the total. Under 64 looks good to me. Okay, can you straighten me out on this with May? Wasn't he expected to be gone, but then the OC left? So now now he's staying with Oregon, North Carolina. Uh, that number's sitting there at 13. What do you think of that game? Yeah, so, I mean, number one, May's a legacy at North Carolina, his family. So I wasn't, you know, buying all the transfer stuff okay. with him. I really wasn't to, to begin with. And then I'm hearing whispers that him and the offensive coordinator, Phil Longo, didn't necessarily get along much. And Longo going to Wisconsin, people were reacting, well, that means May might have one foot out the door. And it was opposite. Uh, Longo leaving actually was a positive in May staying. Look, when those rumors are going out, look, I, and I see the board lighting up, what do I do? I, you know, obviously, I took Oregon, some minus 11 and a half there. I missed the 10. Uh, there was even nine and a half on the opening day of uh, bull betting. But, uh, you know, keep in mind, not just May leaving. I mean, they have several transfers on defense. So I do think Oregon's the right side, even with May coming back. What do you think about that total in the 70s for a bowl game? <laughs> the, the total, I really want to see how the totals do this year because. Obviously, I, I mentioned NFL preseason. You think lower scoring. I don't know if college is the same game. Maybe, you know, if you're not caring as much, may, maybe there's more scoring. I mean, typically, guys, I mean, when you see a total in the 70s, I, I, I want to lean under. Yep. I mean, just especially the later the bowl game. Offenses are all about rhythm in college football in today's day and age. You miss three weeks when, when you're not on the practice field. You're missing that r- rhythm and timing w- with the pass game. Uh, again, I'm going to tend towards more of the under. A pretty decent move here against your Fighting Irish. They opened up five and a half. Again, that was a number that I saw uh, against South Carolina. And is this uh, something where the Gamecocks just finished the season red hot with very impressive wins against Tennessee and Clemson, and now people were going to be betting South Carolina if they were a dog? I did bet South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought, you know, people are going to overreact to what they just saw. So, I mean, I was anticipating the move on South Carolina, the two best performances of the season for them. I was also, you know, Drew Pine's out. Market's going to probably overreact to that. I don't like Drew Pine as far as the starting quarterback for Notre Dame, but people are, oh, Notre Dame's starting quarterback's out. Got to bet South Carolina. Mm-hmm. What I do think is substantial is Notre Dame lost their offense in the in the past game, that being their tight end, Michael Mayer. Yeah. I think he's a rare tight end. It's probably worth a half point, maybe even a point. That's how important he is. We saw that tick down last uh, yesterday when he announced. So I was anticipating the South Carolina money. So that's why I bet it. If it creeps through three, and continues to go lower, I think Notre Dame's the right side when it's all said and okay. done. Very good. 
And one more here. The Bruins, UCLA, opened up four, now laying a touchdown. They're seven-point favorites against Pittsburgh. Do you agree with that move? Yeah, I'm surprised DTR and everybody for UCLA is playing. Yep. Uh, so I'm not sure that's fully uh, 100% yet. So it's very similar where, it, look, if you didn't hit it in those first five, 10 minutes, you missed the news, total didn't move like it should have. So I, I did bet under 60 and a half and under 60. And I still expect maybe some defections on the UCLA side that might bring that side down a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I think the under is the right play there with Pitt with a backup quarterback and D, uh, still DTR, not, not 100% sure he's playing. Any other news that you're waiting on that we need to know? Uh, any other bets that you really, really like this morning? One to keep an eye on. This was breaking last night. The situation in Mississippi State. Uh, it's just not one player for them. As far, I don't know if you guys saw the, the kid that hit the transfer portal and then took some shots at Mike Leach, mm -hmm. there might be a locker room issue there. And Mike Leach is not good in bowl games. When you got extra time to prep for his right. quirky offense, he's <laughs> not good. Illinois, I think, is going to be a sharp side, and Illinois is going to take some money here in about half hour or an hour. Wink, wow. wink. There you go. All right, excellent. Uh, we start next Friday with two games. You're involved in the Miami-Ohio game. And Troy-San uh, Antonio is an excellent matchup. Then we have a plethora of games on Saturday. So I uh, can't wait to talk to you next week. A fantastic appearance. Thanks for getting up early. Hey, thanks for having Good. me as always, guys. And go get him in the contest. There you go. And I, hope, I hope he wins that over in the Army-Navy game. Good breakdown. I, like I pointed out, I, I just want to well, see. Well, how low can it go? It's like, I mean, the, the Iowa, how well, can that go under 30? They've been playing the limbo for 16 years. The, uh, like I say, I, I want right. to see Bedlam. I want to uh -huh. see people just, like, how is this happening? I want to see 38-35. Yeah. I want to see, a th it'll never happen. I want to see 1,000 yards of offense. Yeah, nah. uh, 10, you know? 10 7 How would you like to see an in-play of, like, 81 and a half for right. an Army-Navy game? Yeah, right, right. Brad Power 7 on Twitter, bradpowersports.com. I think it's a very intriguing Thursday night football game. Again, only four yeah. of these left. Fast forward to uh, March and April, where you're like, God, I would do anything for football. Y you would. Yeah. Even Great. if it's yeah, Jacksonville, Houston. Yep. Well, you know, is Mayfield going to play tonight? The current number with the point spread, some player props to look at, all coming up here and Follow the Money. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Spectacular. The VSIN Bowl Guide. Ready for download. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber. Get our 20 page digital magazine and all the bets that you'll want for the college bowl games coming up. VSIN.com. VSIN Pro subscriber. Matt does a great job with that as well. College Bowl Guide is out now. And also Steve Mackin and Top 25 NFL QB betting trends and Applebaum top tips for betting bowl games as well. Mike Pritchard joins us now. Played nine years in the NFL. First round pick. Played uh, the MVP of the championship team at Colorado. We'll get to that coming up as well. And he joins us to talk NFL and a little college considering his buffs are in the news. What do you think of the game tonight? And what can we expect from Baker Mayfield if he's in there? Considering they just signed the guy. Yeah, I mean, they just signed the guy, but he's been a starter in the league, and uh, it's all about adjusting to the new system uh, that's out there in L.A. now. I mean, he's been a twice, a two-time starter out there in Cleveland and uh, Carolina. So he's seen a lot of offense. He knows a lot of the concepts that McVay could run, uh, if you think about that. Or McVay could change the offense to cater towards Baker and what he's comfortable with, right? 
but then you got to get everybody else on the same page. And that has not been the case out there in LA with the Rams. You have two quarterbacks that are gone down with neck situations or, or spinal cord situation. In other words, the offensive line is trash uh, out there in LA. Uh, and now you got Perkins and who knows what kind of quarterback he's going to be. So the realistic possibility that Baker might play, uh, I think goes up by the minute uh, just because he might mm-hmm. give the Rams the best chance to compete. But I don't know how it's going to look. I mean, it's, I, I, I think it's like a position player in baseball going in a pitch right now uh, for the Rams. And, and so it could be a debacle tonight. Could be. Yes, absolutely. What have you seen the last couple games with the Raiders offense? And if you think Adams and Jacobs go off today. Well, you got Ramsey talking mess, which yeah. find me a DB that doesn't talk mess, right? But no, De- Devontae Adams is just an elite player. I mean, he's great. Uh, people were asking me about how good is Devontae Adams. I'm like, well, first of all, you got to start with great. How great is this guy? Uh, he's amazing. Um, I, I think Derek Carr and, and Devontae are now on the same page. They have balance offensively with the running game. Uh, it's taken Josh McDaniels a, a little bit of time to figure out and evaluate the personnel that he has on offense. Uh, and what I mean by that is like, okay, how do, how do I put these guys in the best position to win? And well, offensive line, uh, they're not a great offensive line or unit when it comes to pass protection all the time. So you have to get the running game going. You have to get the guys to buy into being physical. Uh, and so the Raiders have done that. Uh, and they're a very, very physical team when it comes to running the football. And now you implement play action, the flea flickers and everything like that. And then slowly the defense uh, is rounding into shape too. I mean, it's the only defense with two all pros at the bookends on that defensive line. You're talking about Max Crosby and now Chandler Jones becoming a closer. Uh, they're surging right now. So it's a good situation uh, if you like the Raiders, especially if you're going to start your week out with some teasers. Well, Pritch, mm-hmm. um, I want to spend a little bit more time here on Adams, a position that you played mm-hmm. for so long in this league. Uh, in the last three weeks, uh, check that, five weeks, again, 13 targets per game, 133 yards and seven touchdowns in only five games. And Jalen Ramsey's having his worst season of his career. He's allowed seven touchdowns this year in a completion percentage, I believe, of um, a reception percentage of 70%. I mean, it's just, it's not, Paulie called him uh, brand name bias a little bit earlier. I kind of think that's what it is right now with Ramsey. But Adams is 88 and a half tonight. That's a big number for a player prop. I'm watching the games every week. He's open. I, how, how does this happen? He's open on these touchdowns by 10 or 15 yards. Does he go over 88 and a half tonight? Yeah, I mean, it's a high probability that he goes over. I mean, one, the targets. Two, it's a short week, and you're not going to implement or change a lot. You're going to go through walkthroughs, but more importantly, you're going to go with what has been successful for you. Uh, and if you watch the Raiders play, uh, Derek Carr leads the National Football League with greater than 25 yards passing touchdowns. I think he's at 11. He leads the league that way, right? So the big play element is there because of uh, of Josh uh, Jacobs in the running game. Uh, so the one-on-one matchups, Mitch, um, are are created and dictated by the Raiders a lot of times. And when you got Devontae Adams in a one-on-one situation, it's a mismatch. Uh, even with Jalen Ramsey and people like that, you saw what Kelsey did to that guy and. Uh, I, I suggested that there's no such thing as a cover corner anymore because uh, there's no lockdown type of player uh, on the defensive side of the ball that way. I mean, they like to think they are, uh, but they're not. I mean, especially with the speed and ability from pass catching tight ends and now wide receivers. So I, I would look to go over uh, that situation for Adams because of the short week, right? And, and 
And look, I mean, the Raiders, they, they are desperation mode. They need, they need to call anything and everything that's going to be successful for them. And Devontae Adams has led the way so far for them offensively. It's one thing to be favored. It's another thing to be $4. And it was minus 450 on Monday. What do you think of those are the odds of the 49 for the 49ers to win the division and they go to Seattle on Thursday. This also was an intriguing game for many reasons. Uh Tom Brady going to San Francisco, they're off the miracle win, but it's a sandwich game cuz San Francisco just beat Miami and and now considering what's on deck here, do they look past Tampa Bay? Trent Williams on Purdy. You think he's been in the league 15 years. If you're talking, he'll say shut your ass up. He's not a timid rookie and he'll get on you. Well, uh, should it be four dollars when the guy's Mister Irrelevant? Yeah, I mean this this is laughable to me, Paulie. I mean Trent Williams. It's like okay, hold up, you're you're a <laughs> scout team quarterback, uh, and you're going to talk to Trent Williams like that, or you're going to talk to people like that. I mean, I get it, I get it. I, I think you got to talk it up. I mean, Joe Montana even had comments. Hey, yeah, the Forty ers can win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, where has this guy been? <laughs> if he's been that great, right? Okay, uh, but. I, to me, it's part that the 49ers are talking it up. Uh, but as a better, the 49ers are trending like those great Super Bowl teams that won Super Bowls, like the 85 Bears or the Ravens in 2000 or uh, the Broncos even lately, you know, with, with Peyton Manning. You know, teams like that, Legion of Boom perhaps. Uh, teams like that with great, great, great defenses that were able to get to a Super Bowl and win it. It didn't matter who played quarterback, right? Uh, that's what the 49ers would have to accomplish this year. Uh, but great point by you. I mean, I think it is a sandwich spot coming off that big win uh, last week. You got Miami, and then you get over that. Now you have Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. What do you think Bur- uh, Purdy's going to be thinking as he looks across the field at Tom Brady over yeah, there? Sure, that could be intimidating, right? Uh, and then you got that important game on a short week against Seattle. I was looking at Seattle. Uh, what it was plus three hundred right now to That's win right. that division. Uh, they just went on a road and won a critical game. And the fashion in which they won it, I think that's going to be galvanizing for them uh, and certainly a confidence boost as well. Uh, and then Tariq Woolen, that guy, that guy's been amazing defensively. They got some great, great players. And I think there's a discount uh, with Geno Smith right now, even though he's over 3,000 passing yards. Uh, what is he? I think he's got, what, 20, 21, 26, 22 uh, touchdown passes, mm-hmm. six interceptions. Uh, and he's completing 72% of his passes. I don't know about you guys, but that's pretty spectacular for a guy who hasn't really had a significant starting role uh, in quite a while. Off the air, you told us this was going to happen. How do you feel? You went to Colorado. How do you feel about Deion Sanders getting the job and uh, some some uh, press conference and meeting with the players, right? I'm yeah, going to the that. portal. Get ready. I got luggage coming. But uh, <laughs> what, what do you think of the move here and your buff stepping up? Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, Mitch, I didn't do cartwheels, but I did moonwalk quite a good distance. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, it's, it's everything CU ha- has needed and, and wanted, uh, and CU stepped up to the plate, uh, because to be honest with you, when I heard about it a while ago, I, I didn't know if it was possible, but, um, Dion or coach prime has made it possible, uh, helped make it possible because he wants to be there. Uh, and that to me was more important than anything. I wanted to make sure, and a lot of people wanted to make sure that this was going to be a right fit because that's where it's going to start. Uh, and now Coach Prime is going to be supported uh, in a big way, in a significant way, uh, as he's going to bring the type of athletes that's going to help see you be competitive again. Uh, you know, I've been interviewed uh, left and right and, and sideways. I mean, it's been crazy, but uh, it, it's it goes back to when we were successful, though, when with the type of caliber of athlete that we had and 
that helped us go to the national championship and win it. We, we just had the College Football Hall of Fame in town. Uh, and Michael Westbrook was here. Alfred Williams was here. Chris Hudson. Oh, these are all award winners, right? And Hall of Famers. And uh, the excitement on everybody's face uh, and the thought of Colorado getting those type of athletes back again uh, and led to, uh, by Coach Prime, I mean, it's spectacular. It is very, very exciting right now. Mike Pritchard, new Colorado wide receivers coach, question mark? <laughs> no, no question mark right there. Um, no, I mean, he's he's got his hands full. Uh, look, I went third person on you right there. Um, Mike Pritchard. <laughs> I thought you talking about Brian. Okay, all right. <laughs> no, Mike Pritchard. Uh, no, I, I can't wait to watch them work, though. I'll, I'll say that. I'll, I'll go up there and watch them work, certainly attend some games. But um, – Coaching is 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 completely different, uh, and you got to be you got to be wired for that. Uh, Coach Prime is certainly wired for that. Look at the staff that he's putting together. That coaching staff is going to be outstanding. Yeah. All right. Were you surprised that the we have like a minute left here? Surprised the Titans fired their GM? Kind of, kind of. But you know, power struggles are power struggles, though, right? Um, <laughs> when AJ AJ Brown uh, tortures you like that, mm. somebody's got to fall down on the sword. I mean, I, I look at contracts are contracts. Put it this way. If you want a player, the salary cap doesn't matter. And I don't, I don't know what DM would, would think that uh, a player like that uh, would not be useful. You get it done. I mean, you, you, you renegotiate, you, you do something, finagle, whatever you need to do to get it done. And you certainly can't let a player like that come back and beat you uh, when you think you could be still w- with a Super Bowl opportunity. So, uh, somebody had to fall on that sword, and um, the head coach was not. No, he was Rabel's not going to go. a fantastic job. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. yep. All right, Pritch. Enjoy the game tonight. Best of luck this weekend. Hey, good luck to you guys as well. Thank yeah, you. Be good. Thanks, Mike. Fun conversation as always with Mike Pritchard. They're in first place. It's December. Now that's bizarre. Yeah. The timing. Yes. We'll tell you we're betting today. In pocket plays coming up next year and follow the money. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to CallShe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Bet Rivers calling all soccer fans. Lace up your cleats for the big doubleheader Friday and Saturday. Nigel on the show tomorrow. World Cup in full swing. We're down to eight every single match day. Log in, receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect match day experience. Head to betrivers.com or download the app today to get in on the action at Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Here he comes, Paul Charchian. Fantasy Football Hall of Famer, guillotineleagues.com, KFAN Radio. He joins us now for a double shot. There's a lot to go over as the playoffs are right around the corner. Good to yeah. see you, sir. Uh, let's start with the matchup tonight, and let's start with Carr and Adams. If you think they go off against this Rams defense, as we've been talking about all show, this run that Adams is on, 660 oh. yards and seven touchdowns last five games. Unbelievably good, and you know we're, we're used to – this is a surprisingly good matchup uh, for the the uh, for Las Vegas, and I say surprisingly good because the Rams secondary has been awesome for years, but not anymore. And you guys may have already touched on this. The player allowing the most passing touchdowns in his coverage is Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey, seventy yes. percent completion rate, seven touchdowns in his coverage, worse than the NFL. Here comes Devontae Adams. It's a massive, massive mismatch here. And, you know, for the Rams, that defense is on the field just too much in general. They've been on the wrong side of time and possession in every game Matthew Stafford has missed. And here comes David, or Derek Carr, multiple touchdowns in five straight games and a reeling Rams secondary that's given up seven touchdown passes over the last three games. So keeping those two stats in mind, multiple touchdowns, five straight games, Rams secondary, it's given up seven touchdowns in the past three games. Let's take the over one and a half passing touchdowns for Derek Carr, which feels almost suspiciously low, a little too good to be true. I think that's probably the angle that I want to take on this. It is sitting at plus. I'm showing it at roughly even money. Maybe I'm not looking in the wrong spot, but over one and a half passing touchdowns, Derek Carr feels great. Okay. Okay. So if they go off, then does Jacobs go off? And what well, do you think not, yeah, about the run not, he's been on? Not necessarily mutually exclusive. Yeah. Um, you know, by the way, the Raiders are giving Josh Jacobs the 2014 DeMarco Murray treatment. <laughs> you guys remember that? Yes. Great That's call. That's what's going on here. That's exactly what's happening. 2014, yeah. DeMarco Murray's in his last year with last year of his contract with the Cowboys. They ran him 392 times <laughs> in that year. And just let him go off to free agency where he was never the same after taking all of that abuse from that season. It's exactly what the Raiders are doing to Josh Jacobs here. Uh, over his last three games, he's averaging 28 carries per game, 161 yards. Now, Rams' run defense is pretty good. They allow the eighth-fewest rushing yards and touchdowns. No back has topped 100 yards on the ground against them all season. But they don't have Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's a top-10 pro football focus run defender and last week, you know, they didn't have Aaron Donald last week, but they didn't have to stop anybody because Kenneth uh, Kenneth Walker got knocked out of the game. And then DJ Dallas was playing on a high ankle sprain. And so I think you can still get a little something done here against the Rams. The over-under on Josh Jacobs on yards, 
88 and a half. His last three games, he's averaged 161. I mean, I'm looking for half of that productivity here. So we'll take the over okay. 88 and a half here. And also consider the over 20 and a half receiving yards for Josh Jacobs. LA's allowed over 20 and a half receiving yards to a runner in nine different games this year. And Jacobs has gone over 20 and a half receiving yards in seven out of his last 10. So there's a lot of reason to believe he'll go over the 20 and a half receiving yards as well. From a prop standpoint with the Rams, I'd like to know who's playing quarterback. Uh, and you're going to handy. Would it help? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Baker's expected to be active and there's a real chance he plays. His role will depend in part on how Wolford is feeling, and he's questionable with the neck injury. So what does right. this mean, do you think, for Akers and Higby? Well, I mean, this is it's it's tough to start any Ram here. So, you know, this uh, there's not a lot to like. Uh, it, the funny thing with Cam Akers, at the start of the season, he was the least reliable offensive contributor. You guys will remember preseason. I'm like, do not touch Cam Akers. Now everybody else has gotten to be so bad that the, the about the only guy you can even think about starting is Cam Akers here. Raiders, though, have a very good run defense, and this is one of the things that I think people don't appreciate about this team. Number one ranked run defense by Pro Football Focus for Las Vegas. They allow touchdowns, uh, however, seven rushing scores in the last six games. Akers scored twice last week. If I had to if I had to bet a Ram, I would probably bet an Akers anytime touchdown. If you think, if you think okay. the Rams are going to score one touchdown, one in this game, the highest probability is Acres. You can get Acres at an anytime touchdown of plus one seventy five. And Higby. So if I had to play, if I had to play a Rams pass catcher, my dart throw would be Higby here. Invisible lately, but he did have an eight catch, seventy three yard game with Wolford at quarterback in week ten. Uh, Las Vegas just allowed Gerald Everett to go five catches and eighty yards, and All they've right. allowed a tight end to go over forty five receiving yards, six of the last seven. The Higby line is just 30 yards, so if we can get to 31, well, that's there's your angle on, on Higby, but Rams, ugh. Right. Uh, how, how tough is this now? Uh, how tough, difficult is this week and the timing with all the bye weeks? Yeah, I mean, from, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, this is not ideal. We don't like the, all this week 14 stuff. This is a win-and-in week for fantasy football. The playoffs yeah. start next week. There's lots of people that have to win this week. And you got three play three of your best players are on bye. We hate this. Week 14 is not normally a bye week at all, and never with six teams off. So from a scheduling standpoint, this is this is not good, Paul. Okay. And then on top of that, mm-hmm. we're looking at some marquee players, yes. some studs now at the running back position this week yeah. that are facing difficult matchups, right? Number one, Christian McCaffrey comes to mind. Not only is he taking on the Tampa Bay defense, but also like what's your angle here now that Brock Purdy is going to be the starting quarterback for the Niners in this game? Well, let me ask you guys, Mitch, Polly. I mean, if you're the Bucks, don't you just sell out to stop Christian McCaffrey and make Brock Purdy beat you? Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, you have to, right? Now, granted, that was the defensive game plan for Christian McCaffrey's entire career in Carolina, and you know, most of the time it didn't work, and he was still good. Um, but Tampa actually can do it. Now there was a they were a middling run defense for the first two months of the season, but man, have they gotten good over the last five games? Tampa has only allowed one runner to top 65 yards. On Monday night, Alvin Kamara, 26 yards. A couple games before that, Kenneth Walker, 17 yards. That's it. Now, and you might be inclined to think, okay, Christian McCaffrey might get it done, might not get it done on the ground, but through the air, he's going to help me out. Well, the catch there is Tampa ranks third in receptions and receiving yards to running backs, giving up just three catches for 18 yards per game. So... 
this thing is not, you know, like it's Christian McCaffrey. You, yeah, you got to start him, but and he's still in my top ten for for running backs. But this is a this is a tricky spot, and it's not there's not guaranteed success with Brock Purdy at the helm. Okay, is it a slam dunk for Dalvin Cook to have a big game? No, it's not. You know, for you know, the Lions are one of the great stories of the the past five weeks, right? They're four and one in their last five, and some people are talking about the Lions potentially running the table the rest of the season, which yeah. is not not impossible looking at the schedule. The worst part of their schedule is behind them. One of the quiet things that they've done that's really helped them is their run defense. Detroit allowing 3.7 yards per carry during their 4-1 and one hot streak here. No back has topped 72 yards during those five games. And they're locking down opposing receivers at running backs as receivers as well, which affects Dalvin Cook. They're giving up just three catches for 20 yards to receivers during this hot streak. So for Dalvin Cook, this is tricky. They're still expected to be without their left tackle, Christian Derrissaw. And in games he's missed, Dalvin Cook has averaged three yards per carry. So there's some caution here on Dalvin Cook. Hey, Charge, um, are you surprised at the betting number in this game? The points by the Lions are a two-point home favorite, two and a half now. It's been going back and forth this week, but that's where we're at this morning. It's moved five points since it opened at, at Minnesota plus two, uh, Minnesota uh, minus two and a half to go to uh, go to mm-hmm. Detroit minus two and a half. It's a that's a sizable move, and honestly, I I think it's appropriate based on where these how these teams have played. Now the Vikings have played a lot of some really good defenses that have, that will humble a lot of teams, and they've managed to come out on top for the most part. But Detroit's offense right now is absolutely humming. The, as I mentioned, run defense much improved. Amon Ross St. Brown is awesome. Uh, running games. Fairly effective, and Jared Goff is playing really well. I think this. I think that line is set appropriately. Sports talk radio has got to be crazy there. I mean, yeah, we're oh, ten and God. two. We're ten and two, but but we're nine and zero in one score games, and we're underdogs to Detroit. And also, we lose in the most painful way possible come January. Yeah, that's what we do around here. That's right. Did you guys see this thing? Do you guys see this thing that's gone around uh, Twitter in the last day or two about if you flipped all the the one score yes. games in the NFL, the Vikings would be one win. Yeah. <laughs> on the season, yeah. they'd be the worst team in the league if yeah. they flipped all their one, all their one-score games, which is unbelievable. But for us as fans, every freaking week we're in the grinder. Oh, it's, it's a heart terrible. attack waiting to happen. Next to my sofa, I've got wall-mounted defibrillator paddles yeah. that I gotta use at the end of every game. <laughs> oh oh yeah. God! Yeah. Once can we just get a lead and just coast and let me take the fourth quarter off? Yeah. Instead, I got these nail-biter finishes. As I'm trying to get through the end of the Vikings game at the end, you know, when it's you know literally last play of the game stuff. Yep. Hang on. Uh, you're going to stick around for one more segment. Uh, Hall of Famer, fantasy football Hall of Famer, Paul Charging, our guest. There's a quarterback that I had to pick up this week. I would have I would have tried anyway, but I needed him, and I'm wondering if Charge likes the prospects for him this week and beyond. Next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.